0: Welcome to Chat with Nat, stories of faith, hope, and love. I'm hoping that the books I've read and the people I've met inspire you as much as they have me. Well, welcome back. Episode two today. I can't believe how many of you actually listened to the first episode, so thank you for that. And it makes this conversation easier as I can picture all of you who've reached out. And it's a comfort knowing that I'm talking to each of you. So the first episode... I have to admit, I recorded two weeks before it went live, and today's episode, I have put off to the very last minute, as I'm to release it today, and I only have an hour before I have to be somewhere, so (laughs) I guess it's just going to be real, and today's title is, um, the episode is titled, Nat's Bookshelf, and don't worry, I'm not going to bore you with every single book I've ever read, at least not today. But I do learn so much with every book that I read, and I think it's selfish to keep to myself. And I just like to share, so I'm going to share with you some things. I have to admit, I'm really bad at remembering where I've read something and giving credit to the author. It's probably because I'm usually reading more than one book at a time, but I figured that this might be a good avenue to intentionally give credit where credit is due. And so I'm hoping to do this Nat's bookshelf at least once a month to summarize what I've read or what I'm reading and where it came from. But um, knowing me that it'll be more than one book that I'm sharing each episode, but that that's the goal is to do one. So for this episode, I thought what I do is I go over some of the bookshelves that in my own life and all of the houses that I've lived in over the years, And, you know, it's something that may be a fun activity for you to think about as well, like thinking back to all of the houses you've lived in and the bookshelves that you've had there and the types of books that you have had on your bookshelves. I think it's um, always good to like go back and, and see what you were drawn to and think about why, why you were drawn to there. There's, you know, usually something that you could have learned by everything that you read. And, and so when I'm thinking about, like my bookshelves in my life. When I think about my house that I lived in growing up, I was fortunate to live in the same house growing up. I lived there for 19 years until I went away to college. But I was thinking about this the other day, like I don't really remember as a young child any bookshelves in our house. I'm sure there were, but I just, for some reason, I've either blocked it or I I can't remember And I can only remember one book as a young child and it was the cat in the hat. And I'm, I I take pride in the fact that I was able to recite almost this entire book from memory at one point. It might be because it's the only book that I can remember in the house. Maybe that's the only one that I was reading. Um, like I can still do a lot of it today. like the sun did not shine, it was too wet to play, so I sat in the house on that cold, cold, wet day. I sat there with Sally, we sat there, we two, and I said, "How I wish we had something to do. I could go on, but like I don't want to cross the line by using material that's not mine, but um i I loved reciting that and just like the rhyming and you know, thinking about thinking about it, like maybe because it rhymed with my name, Nat cat hat Uh, so I don't know if that's why it's stuck in my memory so much or not but it's it's still to this day one of my favorites. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna have to ask my mom why I can't remember about any other books in the house. Um, I do remember There was always a Reader's Digest on the back of the toilet. I definitely remember that. I loved reading stories. You know, I guess maybe I need to give her some credit for my love of stories because I was reading Reader's Digest as a child instead of children's books. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's the only two books I remember Cat in the Hat and Reader's Digest. But okay, so, but in elementary school, my parents built an addition onto our house. Like they built this big room um, where my dad keeps all of his his hunting trophies, I'll call them. And um, they bought three big, beautiful bookcases. And at the time, I'm sure they were really expensive. They were just like this real dark wood, which was in at the time with the gold handles and hinges. And they were just very stunning at the time. But I don't remember there being any books that we like read on them. I mean, there were like pictures and you know, other things displayed on them, but I don't really remember a whole lot of books being in them. But um, I think it was, I don't know. She, she start, My mom started to buy encyclopedias. They were beautiful. I don't know even, I can't even, see, I'm so bad at this, I can't even give credit to what kind of encyclopedias they were. I'm guessing they were like Encyclopedia Britannica or something on those lines, but they were dark, like they matched the the bookshelves. And, they had gold imprint on them and the overlay on the pages like they were fancy books. And I just remember thinking how stunning th- that they were. And, you know, they when you opened them up, they creaked and had these crisp white pages and beautiful pictures. And in the font was in like a very laid out everything was just laid out very nice and I just remember thinking they were pretty stunning probably because I didn't have a lot of books to look at. These were like exciting to me but um, they did like it's so interesting like there wasn't Google or anything when we were in even the whole way through high school. I mean we had a computer but when we needed to look at something we had to go to an encyclopedia and I, I remember using those like every time I had a book report to do, I would go to those encyclopedias and you actually had to look and search for for something to use and cite it. And and I remember loving like the look of those books. And I think I even at one point started at letter A and I started to read it like from front to back, but I didn't get past A, but um, I think that was two, I don't know too much to do, but, um, and also kind of boring, I'm not going to lie. I don't really like facts as much as I like stories, but, um, but they were beautiful. And and I just do remember using them a lot for book reports. Um, Oh, the other thing that was on that bookshelf was mom had a doctor's box medical book. I don't know if you guys any of you ever had this, but Sandy and Denise would remember that you would open it up like whatever symptom you have, you'd go to this chart and it'd say, if you are feeling, if you're experiencing this, go to this column. If not, you go to this one. Are you a boy or a girl? Go here. Um, just so that was our go-to when we were feeling good. Mom would be like, get the book. And then we go through those charts. And I always loved it like because you would follow it to see what you have. <laughs> it's maybe like that was an early version of how we Google what we have. Um, I have a stomach ache and we typically find out that we have cancer with that stomach ache. I mean, usually that's the diagnosis with whatever we Google nowadays, but the book was kind of the same thing. Like it gave you an illness. And so we were always having some illness (laughs) because of the book. But anyway, moving on, moving on. When I was a teenager, I I started to remember a bookshelf on the back of my bed. I had my, my mom's old bedroom set and so she had like this sliding bookshelf thing on the back of it and I do remember that at some point I read this cheerleaders series uh it, it was titled cheerleader which is really odd because I was never a cheerleader so I'm not sure why they appealed to me and I don't even know where we got them and I think that's just another question for mom like did we get them from Scholastic Book Club was that even around back then I'm not sure but um, maybe I need an episode titled, a Mom, Where the Heck Were All the Books? And when we did get them, where did we get them from? But I think I have to have a phone call to my mom after this is over. But um, I didn't really take an interest to reading. Um, I did do that cheerleader series, maybe just for something to do. But um, I did read what we had to read in school, but never really got into any of it and just felt like it was a have to instead of a get to. And so when I moved away to college, I was thinking about that. And if I'm honest with you, I was really depressed when I when I moved away. And so most of the time, I lay in my bed listening to like the push mode and the cure, like the cry yourself to sleep kind of music. <laughs> and I I told my best friend Samantha that I was you know feeling sad from moving away from home. And so one day she came down and she she had brought me a book titled. 10,000 things to be happy about and it literally listed 10,000 items line by line that you should be happy about and I so I got my yellow highlighter out and thought I would just highlight the things that would make me happy but I, I was even more depressed when I found out that there was hardly any yellow on the page. Ugh, it was just a hard time but I am proud to say that years later I picked that book up again and I took a purple highlighter and and a lot of the book is purple now. And it's just amazing how how your thoughts change over time. And here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that it's impossible to think a positive thought and a negative thought at the same time? And so if you are feeling a little blue, try to focus on something positive and, and your mind won't allow you to think of that negative thing. It's just a fun little fact. All right, I need to focus back to the bookshelf. So Ben and I moved into our first house, um, the first house we bought, there was a built-in bookshelf, and I just think remember thinking how cool it was, and I'd like to tell you that it was filled with books, but it really just had gifts from our wedding and some photos, kind of just like the bookshelf, I kind of was mirroring, I guess, the one my mom had at home, and I used to clean every Saturday morning I don't do that today but I did that faithfully back then when we were first married and I remember picking up each item and just looking at it so carefully and even though there wasn't any books on the shelf there was a there's a contentment and thankfulness to that period in my life it um thinking back like I wouldn't mind getting back to that a little bit um just being thankful for cleaning and just having the very little that we had at the time Um, while we were living in that house, Ben and I both started to go back to college. We hadn't finished our degrees, either one of us. And so we had started working after we, you know, I had done a year or two in college, but never finished. So I just started working. And then the bank actually paid for me to go back to school because I was in the accounting department. And so Ben also took advantage of that same thing for the bank. And so we we do have the bank to be thankful for, for both of our college degrees. But so anyway, you know, we were in school, so we weren't doing any leisurely reading. We were reading textbooks. And, you know, in my opinion, those are like horrible, boring books. I hate um, just reading facts, like I told you, like the encyclopedia. But I did it and it didn't come naturally to me and I had to work hard at it. So there was like no time for casual book reading in my life. But um, one of the accounting classes that I was required to take, well, it wasn't accounting, it was, you know, you had to take a literature course. And so I just remember really enjoying that class during all of those accounting classes. That one was kind of like an escape for me, like I was in this other world for a minute. And so I remember really enjoying that, but not not taking it seriously, just, you know, thinking, oh, that was fun for the time it's over now. I got to get back to accounting. And so when that class was over, you know, I stopped reading and I, you know, I just focused on work and there was no time and I was tired when I came home. And so, you know, and then years later we started to have kids Well, we had Josh and I guess I started reading books on a nightly basis with him, which when I think of, you know, he had a little bookshelf in his room with some of our favorites on. And I really smile when I think about all of those books that we read every night. That was a treasured time that, you know, I did that faithfully for 10 years with him every night, read him a book. And a lot of the same ones over and over again, I think of, um, you know, the standard good night moon and, how Do Dinosaurs Stay Good Night? Those are good wind-down books for the end of the day. Like, and when you hear those, you know, it's time for bed, um, they talk, they go through all of the stuff about preparing for bed. And so those are good wind-down books. And so we, we read those probably every night for 10 years. But um, another favorite was Mars Needs Moms. I don't know if any of you've ever read that one, but it gives credits to moms for thankless activities like such as, and I believe it actually says, driving kids to soccer practice which I've done for many many years and it's not it is thankless but it is also a treasure and so that book kind of addresses that so that's why I like that book um also liked how I became a pirate because I got to talk in a pirate voice and that was fun for me I got to play <laughs> and all there was the oh no David books and I would read like oh no David no and it what it did is it showed uh, all the things that David did wrong but no matter what he did, at the end of the story, his mom still loved him. No matter what he did, so that was a good, a good message for that book. Um, oh, and then uh, Charlie and Lola—they, I love those books. I would say, Josh, can we please read Charlie and Lola? Because I wanted to talk like this. And I just—I—I I don't know. I just had so so much fun doing that, and he—he's probably dying that I actually that voice right here but um (laughs) those were my favorite and I just wanted to play when I read so um that was one of my favorites and oh the the last one I have listed here is um maybe it's because now it was a book that I had gotten at Ollie's you know good stuff cheap store and I don't think it was a bestseller or anything. I can't even tell you who wrote it, but it was about a little boy who was being bullied, and on every page, it says, was it because, and what it does is it goes through and talks about someone who was being bullied and helps you think that maybe they're not just mean, that maybe they're hurting inside, and so I thought that was a good message, and that that book actually, was the first time that I had any exposure to thinking why people were mean is nothing to do with who they are inside, but, but how they're hurting. And so I just really loved that book. I can go on, but, um, those were our go-tos and I'm sure you have your favorites too. And I love to hear about them. Um, I just, I love the messages of those children's stories. During Aiden's toddler years, so Aiden was six years younger than Josh. um, We had those same books, obviously. I just moved them from Josh's room to Aiden's room. And and so we read those same books over and over again. But um, unfortunately, during Aiden's toddler years, I was working at the bank and there was the credit crisis in the banking industry. So it was requiring long amounts of hours to be working. And so there were many times I wasn't home most of the night, but I would run home if I could and read him a story and tuck him in. And those 10 minutes were so, I mean, it was 10, 20 minutes, not very long, but there's just so, it was a treasure for me because I was able to kind of just sit and relax with a toddler, you know, reading a story, which was, it, it was so so nice and so needed at the time. And one of his like we used the same one, the same books that Josh and I had read, but we added a couple new ones. Um, I think it was Goodnight Opus. It's part of the Berkeley Breeze series. And one of the lines in that Goodnight Opus story is that you can escape into the story. And so it was about this little boy reading to his grandmother, I believe, and he makes up all of this stuff and and. I, and for that brief period of time, I, when, when I got to read with Aiden, I got to escape into the story and leave the accounting world. And I think it was a hint from God that to escape the stress is to listen to a good story. Turns out the children's books weren't enough of an escape from the stress of work for me. And when Aiden was just four years old, I was diagnosed with cancer. And at that point in time, I didn't have a bookshelf in my own house. I'd been too busy working and I'd stopped reading. But my Aunt Evelyn, um, when she heard about my diagnosis, sent me this beautiful pink leather Jesus is Calling book. And if I'm honest, I was embarrassed I was reading a Jesus book and I hid it in my bathroom on the back of my toilet under some bathroom joke book or something. I can't remember, but let's be honest. Uh, We all have bathroom books. I mean, I think back to my mom and her her reader's digest on the back um, and I've been to very few houses that don't. It's just something that you need. (laughs) Um, But during my cancer, there was a night that Ben and I needed to shave my head because my hair was falling out and he had brought me home another book Um, It was a gift from somebody at work. I don't even think he knew who the person was. Somebody just said, can you give this to your wife? And this was this wrapped book. And I'm standing there with my long hair, which I knew was going to be for the last time for, for a long time. And he handed me this book and I opened it and it was titled, You Are Standing Where Grace Is Happening. And I literally was standing where grace was happening and felt this overwhelming sense of peace that night as Ben cut my hair, and we had one of the best nights of our life. I hid that book in my bathroom as well. And the bathroom became, you know, a secret hiding place from the world for me. And I'd spend long periods of time just reading, and and while I was sitting there, and to be clear, I would sit on the closed toilet lid, but (laughs) as I would sit there reading my Jesus is Calling book, a cross started to appear on the floor as I read each night, and I don't know if somehow the lights of the bathroom were reflecting the light of the cross, and Jesus was calling me right there in my bathroom. And the bookshelf that I used to hold my most treasured book was the back of my toilet. It's my prayer that you'll think back to your own bookshelves, and the books that spoke to you during those times. You never know. Maybe there's a message you were given back then that you need to hear today. I'll talk to you soon. Matt.